everyone, I'm Cheryl McNeil Fisher. Dr. Kathy King and I want you to know you are important to us. We are thrilled that you're here with us today for another episode of Writing Works Wonders. Welcome to Writing Works Wonders. We're so pleased you're with us for this exceptional midwinter round robin. As always, we will explore our creativity and humor in this time of improvisation. Get ready for another episode full of information, laughter, and new ideas for readers and writers. So buckle up, Buttercup. It's time to supercharge <laughs> our creativity with your friends on Writing Works Wonders. Yes, she's getting wackier as time goes on. I am Dr. Kathy King, and I'm so pleased to introduce you to my fabulous co-host, Cheryl McNeil Fisher. <laughs> and the crowd went wild over buttercups. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome. We're so glad you're here with us today. And we're going to have a great time doing writing on the spot, thinking on the spot. Boom, boom, boom. So let's get started. We have an intern from Mount St. Mary College in Newburgh, New York. She's a senior at the Mount, and she is an intern with us for this semester, earning three credits. So we're really excited and happy to be working with her. Oh, there she is. I'm happy Hi. to work with you. Yeah. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> I, how much did I pay you to say that? I didn't pay you anything to say that, did I? <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. Glad you're here. We have Kathy on the line. Chanel is working with us today, and so is Anthony. So, and then all the participants. Hope you'll join in with us, Sarah. All right. <laughs> Glad you're here. Very excited about Sarah working with us. She's our first student victim. I mean, intern. And <laughs> we've both worked with interns in different capacities before, but for Writing Works Wonders, she's the first one. And we're excited to help provide opportunities for her to grow her writing skills and understand the publishing field, as well as some of the podcasting and website social media. It's just very exciting to be working with somebody that's launching their career. So Welcome, yeah. Sarah. It's a joy to have you on board. Yes. And if other folks are interested in volunteering as an intern, either as a college student or as a volunteer for a set period of time, you can visit our website, go to Meet the Team, and you'll find information about internships, and you can apply there. So we'd be happy to entertain other people that would be interested in working with us. Okay, so now it's up to you, Kathy. You're going to start us off. Dun, 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 dun. Sure. Our Winter Blast Writing Works Wonders Round Robin. For those not familiar with the Round Robin, this is the way it works. And you can just follow along and you'll figure it out real easily once you hear us getting started. But I thought I'd just give a quick overview because there's been a lot of buzz about these crazy Round Robins. And so people might be here that don't really know how they work. First, Cheryl or I start off reading a very short story starter. Then we stop and Chanel will call on the first person in line who has raised their hand. That person will tell us the next part of the story in just maybe two sentences. Then Chanel will call on 
the next person who's raised their hand. And they will continue the story. And on and on we go. Now, you have to watch out, though, because at any time, unexpected things can happen in a round robin. The main focus of these activities is to unleash our creativity and enjoy ourselves. And we have found these very successful. At this point, people are usually already raising their hands, just so folks know, even though they haven't heard the story, they're lining up, as it were, here. So here we go. Get ready for some fun. Nobody knows what's coming except Cheryl or I. Three generations of women are headed out to go shopping, and they take the train into the city. Grandma, mom, and a teenager, and of course, the teenager's puppy. Mom and the teenager are disagreeing, and the elders are chiming in, of course. Rosa, you just can't be wearing that much makeup to school. I saw you yesterday. Mom, everybody else is wearing it. Why can't I? Well, then the grandma chimes in. Now, back in the day when I was your age, we weren't permitted any makeup. What are you doing, girl? Puppy barks and runs around her feet and then pees on the floor. Bag burn it, grandma cried grabbing her bag and pulling out a lot of tissue and out fell a silver etched compact while grandma was cleaning up after the puppy rose had a bright idea you know we're going to the mall let's have a compromise take me to one of the makeup shops and let one of the makeup experts Show me how to put on makeup that would be just right for a teenager. So, Grandma, what was that thing that fell out of your purse? So, is it just that you guys don't want me looking sexy for the guys? The train slows and stops on a bad curve. Mom! Oh, no! What's going on? Is there snow on the track again? Or has the engine failed? Oh, no, we should have packed that lunch for Nana with her diabetes. We have to get into the city now. Mom, I can't understand the problem. I mean, I was thinking, how about going to a shop and I could dye my hair purple and talk, and talk Grandma into dyeing her hair fuchsia. <laughs> and the dog goes to pick up that small compact. As Grandma dropped it again. And just as the dog goes to grab it, the train lunges forward and the dog swallows the compact. He then throws up the compact, and when he sees his reflection, he's scared and jumps off the train. (laughs) What do you mean he's jumping off the train? Get my dog! Get my dog! (gasps) At that moment, two boys come running through the train. Cops and robbers, look outside. It's a chase. It's a chase. And there's a dog out there, too. Meanwhile, no one notices Grandmom going into a diabetic coma because her blood sugar has plummeted. (laughs) Mom, mom, grandma, let something happen! (laughs) (laughs) (gasps) My bag, my bag. I've got got those tablets in my bag. You know, gotta let me put them in my mouth and and let uh, let me eat them a little bit. I'll be better. I promise, I promise. The dog suddenly reappeared, yapping and yapping and yapping. Right at his feet, he 
was trickling blood. Ooh. At that moment, a ceiling panel opens and a purple alien creature swoops down, looks around, looks at the puppy, and grabs the dog and begins running through the train. Meanwhile, the two boys make another pass by the seats where Grandma, Mom, and Rosie are. Did you see that alien go by? They said, maybe we should go and see what's going on. Our last name is Hardy, after all. Unbeknownst to the humans, the alien and the dog start to communicate with each other. And the dog says, hey, this train is great. Let me show you how we can go up to the top and up to the bottom. But don't jump out because then they're going to grab you and pull you right back in. (laughs) One of the hardy boys looks at grandma and recognizes that she has the same issues that his grandma has. He goes to his backpack and he plucks out his orange juice and gives it to her. Here, this might help you out a little bit. My grandma got the diabetes too. Oh, what a nice boy. Thank you so much. Oh, my own family doesn't care about me. Oh, that little girl over there cares about her makeup. The dog's running after the alien and who knows what my daughter's doing. Thank you so much, young man. Then the alien starts talking to the dog and he says, let's turn the time back. And let's take this whole train back to the beginning so this doesn't happen. What do you say? Okay, boom. And they're back at the beginning of the trip so that the collision doesn't happen. The end. (laughs) Okay, Cheryl, go to the next one. We always have fun with these, right? We're on a family reunion. We're all gathering at a house, but they're forecasting snow. There's grandma, there's Uncle Bill, Aunt Molly, another aunt and uncle, some kids, great, great grandma. They're all snowed in. There's no plows have come by, so they can't get out of where they are. They're in the middle of nowhere and they have no power, no cell service. So they can't even call out for help. And grandma goes out into the laundry help help oh my gosh uncle bill uncle bill he's dead how do we know he's dead because i said so (laughs) you said so check for breathing he's not breathing he looks pretty purple (laughs) oh i think you're right what are we gonna do Well, what do you think? There's a knife sticking out of his back. Jeez. He is a bit of a drinker. I could explain the purple. This is obviously another case for Frank and Joe. Wow. But where are they and how are they going to get here? The snow is so heavy and, but we think he's been murdered. Was it you or your brother? Did he owe you money? Who killed? Why would y'all do this to your own relative? I mean, really? And look, you're getting blood all over our food. Goodness gracious. This family's just completely bonkers. The kids are all outside and they're playing in the snow and they're shoveling snow. And somebody said, oh, Uncle, Uncle Bill's dead. And one of the kids says, that's what he gets for trying to shovel when he's so old. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did I forget to tell you? 
they're going to knife in his back. I don't think he gets that by shoveling. Oh, man. <laughs> We're trapped in a house with a murderer. Who wanted him dead? What's going on? Are we a big dysfunctional family? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's no ordinary knife. That's Molly's grandmother's carving knife. Molly, did you bring it here? Oh, but it couldn't have been one of the family. There's got to be someone else hiding in the house. Molly and Auntie went in where Uncle Bill was, and she said, Molly said, well, if only he hadn't died, he was a nice guy, but I thought maybe, well, I wonder if the pizza I cooked last night was part of the problem. It was a, well, it was just a little burnt, that's all. Kids outside look at each other, and they're in shock, and they turn to Joey and say, hey, Joey, didn't you go in the house just a little while ago for something? Joey looks at them in surprise and amazement and doesn't know what to say, and uh, uh, I, I just went to get the shovel. That's all I did. Little Molly is outside playing with the kids. And she says, no, I went in with Joey. I helped him find the shovel. He didn't do anything. I think we all should play detective and start looking around outside to see if there are any clues. Who's with me? Grandma is trying to shoo the dog and the cat away from all the blood on the floor. My goodness, it's going to take me forever to clean all this up. Suddenly, there was a crash and the sound of glass falling from the mud room. Molly and the rest of the aunts and uncles ran to the room where the glass window was broken from within. As they looked outside, they saw a vase. A vase that had come from China nearly 12 years ago when their favorite uncle, the uncle with a knife in his back, had just traveled to Asia to discover an ancient artifact that was priceless. Trixie says, you know, I used to be a detective, but it doesn't take my detective skills to realize where's that ancient artifact? What happened to it? Does anybody know? Molly, you were real close to cousin. Do you know where he kept it? Was it inside the vase? What's going on here? Could that be the cause of this murder? I just think you ought to cover him up. What the heck? He's just (laughs) laying there. Why can't we just somebody just get a get a towel, get a sheet, get something and cover him up so we don't have to look at him anymore? It was bad enough when he was alive and we had to look at him. And now we gotta look at him with his blood and the death and he's dead and the knife. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my gosh. Can you Will somebody please remove her from the room? She seems hysterical. (laughs) And get a sheet. Molly exclaimed. Don't you remember the prophecy? Confucius say, men who remove ancient Asian artifact ends up with big long knife in the back. <laughs> Annie Chapetta. Well, not sure when that rigor mortis stuff will kind of make them hard to move around. Maybe we should get them caught up in that spare um, sheet that we have and Put him outside. It's cold. He'll he'll be okay out there. Does anybody read mystery novels? You're not supposed to touch the body. Let's cover him with the sheet. 
so people with delicate sensibilities are not disturbed but yeah, don't yeah, yeah. touch the so body I, I, I can't be i can't be dealing with this i can't be smelling this i can't be seeing it I just 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 get rid of it just do something Somebody give her you? a cup of tea please please take her out and give her a cup of tea or something stronger one of the kids said hey i know there's a lot of snow but can we tunnel tunnel through the snow and get some french fries and and hamburgers and then come back and say a few <laughs> words over bill Take her outside to go with the kids and go play. We're going to need some calm and some cool. But one of the kids say, hey, we can play detective. We can figure this mystery out. And just at that moment, there was a loud thump. And down the stairs fell old Grandma Betsy. What in the world was that noise? Laura asked. Molly runs into the entryway to the bottom of the stairs man they're dropping like flies in this family it's grandma she's dead at the bottom of the stairs what's going on hey hey at least she shut up she was talking too much i'm old grandpa now i get it i can at least get a good night's sleep with that woman gone good all right suddenly there was another crash from the attic bell rings and mom scurries off to answer it and we hear her scream and a crash everybody runs to the front door hey this is frank i think i know how we can get some more help i found an old radio one of those short waivers in grandpa's closet maybe we can hook it up and call for help that sounds like a great idea, and I think Grandpa used to keep some flares out in the tool shed. Those are two ways that we can get some help here pretty darn fast. Everybody needs to stay in one room. Assemble everybody so we can watch each other. Make sure no more people in this family gets knocked off today. We might be dysfunctional, but we need to stay alive. And the person at the door, as the door opens, blooming in the doorway and seems ominous and auspicious and scary. And he says, I've been stranded in the snow. Can I use your phone, please? Suddenly, Bob awoke from a horrible nightmare and he looked over to his wife, Lisa. Lisa, Lisa! But Lisa wasn't there. Molly wasn't there either. And neither was Joey, but there were more scary sounds from the attic. Uh, everything's falling down around us. I mean, literally speaking, hey, maybe one of the falling things is the stolen artifact. Anyone want to go up to the attic and check? I'm not going up to that attic. Are you freaking nuts? But Henry is a mechanic. Let's all go with Henry out to that guy's car who came to the door who said he was stranded. And let's all leave and go to the police station. The end. Man, what a dysfunctional group that was. Let's kind of debrief a little bit before we do the next one. (laughs) People share with us, how do you find participating in these? Is it easy? Is it difficult? How are you proceeding? Tell us about your experience a little bit. Annie. I find that the the mystery ones sometimes are really, really hard because you've got to think on your feet and you've got to, mm. you've got to figure out a, a timeline and a cause and effect 
instantaneously and it's mm-hmm. it's fun but it's really challenging and sometimes it's really hard to come up with an answer that's why i was like uh uh, uh. we've fun. all done that and that's fine mm-hmm. do you think it has any benefit for you as a writer doing these annie yeah yeah, yeah it gives me it gives me a way to to think out of the box and to try mm-hmm. to come up with different themes and stuff okay good amy also has her hand up Hi, I think a lot of times it's people kind of don't listen to the person directly in front of them mm-hmm. because they're focused on their idea and what yep. they want to say. So it um, it kind of mashes it a little bit. The flow kind of doesn't happen. Yeah, that all makes it funny, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, we kind of go with the flow. Yeah, but that, that mm-hmm. definitely happens. Yeah, I think we got off on... Too many tangents, you know, <laughs> as, as the people were got so many things going, it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're never, we're not even going to get to looking for the murderer. We got too much <laughs> other stuff going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's what happens sometimes, though, in a crazy household. It's my first time on a round robin. I've joined several of the Riding Works Wonders mm-hmm calls since december and love them all uh this is my first round robin i see great benefit in 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 doing this especially for those of us who might uh, have written or are working on fiction books because you have to create that dialogue from your head at the spur of the moment in in that day and then you know as we write we can always edit you can't edit this but it's a group effort it, i see a lot of benefit for for doing these very interesting thank you for the opportunity Mm, think so. This is kind of like throwing a first draft on the paper or the screen, and you know that you're going to delete a lot of it, and but you might find some nuggets in there. I think as a writer, that's the way I approach it. If you made a parallel to the writing process, it's just throwing it out there, letting it flow, and right. not getting in the way of your creativity. I'm not sure if Stephen King said this or who said this, but someone once said, writing is rewriting. And yeah. so the mm-hmm. first draft mm-hmm. is also important, even though it's definitely not our final draft. Visualize a house as a square, and then it's broken up into four squares. So one square is the laundry room where Uncle Bill is. One square can be outside, what's going on out there. One square can be Grandma falling down the steps. And then another square could be the attic or the other aunt and uncle waking, the other aunt being gone. You know, it's like all of a sudden you have these different scenes happening. Yet you could take all of those and we could bring them all together if we had the time to bring that and wrap it all up. There were multiple storylines. And when you read a novel Mm -hmm. or even a short story, there are multiple storylines that are weaving through. That's what Mm -hmm. makes it interesting. I think that something that would help me just in terms of my concentration was Mm -hmm. when, like, I couldn't catch all the characters. Like, there was, you know, Uncle Bill, and I couldn't (laughs) figure out the answer, and I messed it up. I think if, we, if we're going to have a bunch of characters, maybe we could put it up on the website, like these are going to be the characters. And maybe like you were saying, that outline, the, you know, the, mm-hmm. the four squares. So at least mm-hmm. we'd have some background to be able to weave into it. For me personally, I found it hard mm-hmm. to, to figure out what was, you know, all the details were a lot mm-hmm. for me to remember. And then we're going off on them. And then it's like, oh, my gosh, now what are we going to go back to? Whereas when you had mm-hmm. the three people, the mother, daughter, and child, there was only three people. And then you included other people in it, but it seemed to have, you could you could kind of go somewhere 
mm-hmm. easier than you can with multiple people. I said, but I like that idea too with that square house, like giving the, mm-hmm. us that information too, possibly. That mm-hmm. that would be another strategy. List the characters and have them posted like that. That would be another way. But those different storylines, Lisa, didn't emerge until we started the story. You know, those different parts of the square. Mm-hmm. We we only yeah. had one square when we started. Those emerged. Mm-hmm. People created sure. those together. Hi, Pam. Hello. Um, I find it like running a race, seriously like running a race. There's no strain <laughs> on the game. Marlene, um, I guess I would say going with the flow and being spontaneous is hard. But what I've actually done this time is instead of trying to type the whole story as it goes along, I just typed originally what you gave for the scenario. And then um, I found it a lot easier to do it without trying to type it at the same time. Oh, my goodness. You've been trying to type these, huh? Oh, I tried. I remember trying to do that the first time we did this. And I just said, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) It's better to wait till we transcribe them. So another question I have for the group is, do you have any thoughts specifically? And a few people touched on this, particularly Al, but do others have thoughts about and I think Annie, how the group collaboration contributes to your creativity in the round robin? When we write, usually we're writing solo or when we're journaling or when we're drafting things or whatever. Not everybody on the call is a formal writer. But do you think the group collaboration contributes to your creativity? And if so, in what ways do you think? Hey, so Amy. I think it does because you learn different styles of writing. And just because you have one style doesn't mean that's the only way. And some people like to move their story along faster. Some people stay focused on an area and want to expound upon an idea. So I think uh, creatively it works that way. Yeah, we're not into too much description in these. These are more action-based, right? And next we have Kim. I think we needed the dog and the alien in this story. They probably could have solved it. (laughs) (laughs) That dog and alien might show up again, huh? (laughs) You never know. Anthony. It's a lot like improv. Mm -hmm. You know, I come from a journalism background, but I've published over 400 short stories. Um, And one of the things when I, I really started to get into fiction writing... I went to improv classes. First off, it's a whole lot of fun, but also Mm -hmm. it teaches, it teaches your mind to generate on the fly, you know, especially Mm -hmm. dialogue. Yeah, that's what we figured out after doing about one or two of these. Mm -hmm. We realized that this is improv as Mm -hmm. writers, it, it tapping into some different skills than we usually do as writers that work individually and solo for the most part that collaborating and doing improv together can open up some different aspects of creativity together. As a follow-up, I would definitely think somewhere along the line, it would be fun and helpful to do more targeted, like more on description, more on dialogue, more on, you know, pushing the story forward, but, you know, having that as the exercise in the round robin. Excellent. Like we did with Cody and the cane, we stayed focused 
on Cody and the Cane for the most part way in the beginning. And when we did the one with the llama drama, our aim is to staying focused on one, two, three characters and then just throw a twist in there every once in a while, but to stay focused on them. And that is another way for us to develop our way of thinking. If folks want to draft a round robin activity and send it to us, we will consider it and maybe do some revisions and send it back. Mm -hmm. And then we can pilot it with the group. So if you have ideas, please send them along. We have a couple more people. Al. I just wanted to answer the question about uh, that. Do we think that this helps creativity? I believe anything helps our creativity mm-hmm. as we focus mm-hmm. on our mind is, I guess, the largest muscle in our body and, and maybe mm-hmm. the most underused for all of us, even those of us who may consider ourselves creatives. I think it's very helpful. So again, thank you guys for the opportunity. And Deanna, what I was thinking while listening, this encourages us to listen to those times when a character or an idea pops into our head and just sort of takes over (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we go with it because if we don't, I think that's a stultifying part of being creative. If you don't listen to that uh and go with it and develop the character that demands to be written down or the idea that demands to be expressed, then Even if it seems silly at the time, I think that some of my best writing, I just go with it when something demands to be written. Excellent point, Deanna. And I think that comes back to that rough draft idea of throwing things on the screen and just almost not quite free writing, but letting your mind just pour out what wants to come without Mm -hmm. censorship, without judgment and letting it flow. And then going back and editing, reviewing, and looking it over for the details, et cetera. But also, you're talking about the times when ideas pop in our head or a character pops Mm -hmm. in our head or a storyline. And jotting that down to either then or later, cultivate Mm -hmm. and build that idea. I think a third aspect is listening to one another. For this Mm -hmm. activity, we have to listen really carefully to what's happening in the stream, it's happening in the stream of the story so that we can continue on and participate in a way that's going to help cultivate, build the story. And so there's a lot of listening, inner listening and external listening that happens in this as well. All really good. Yeah, I think it's interesting that the way you all work together, it really is team building, collaboration, Mm -hmm. working together. We look forward to these and try to find ways to have fun and be creative. One other person uh, raised their hand. Pam. Two words, enhanced teamwork. Mm. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I feel really empowered by all of you when we're all working together. It's just such a great feeling of the the camaraderie and how we're developing together. Next week's prompt, take one or two characters in one of the stories that you we participated in today and bring it to some sort of a conclusion so that you feel like you've wrapped up part of the story for these particular characters. Thank you, everybody, for making this another amazing episode. Don't miss next Friday, 1 p.m. Eastern. We will be having a workshop on journaling, and we'll be talking about beginners and experienced writers 
using journals for all sorts of purposes and maybe even using several journals simultaneously. And we'll have several different resources for folks. And we'll be looking for your experiences and how you use journaling in your writing development. The week after that, February 25th, we will have a Meet the Editor. So maybe you're writing short little articles, you're thinking about writing them. Where can you get them published? We have a bunch of places that are looking for them. And so we're going to have some editors from different newsletters within the community that are looking for content. And they'll tell you how to submit, what they're looking for, etc. And you can ask questions. This is a news flash from the after party. Check it out. We are right now putting together a small book about Round Robins. We're cataloging the ones that we've done and we've created some extra ones. And we're explaining what we do, how the system developed, and then how writing groups can create these for their own groups and explain the twisters, etc. Because we Mm -hmm. think, based on the response and way people talk about these in the community, that other writing groups would benefit. So we're Mm -hmm. like, well, why don't we share the wealth and let other people understand our process and replicate it with their communities? So that'll be coming soon. We have a couple of little books we're putting together. The writing prompt this week was, if we have never met you, describe yourself to us as if you're a character in your story. First up, we have Marlene. In character, Missy never has a bad word against anyone. I'd like to get to know her, but I don't want to scare her away. She's cute. Pete grinned as they walked. Have you seen her? Waiting to cross the street? Pete, patient. She asks intelligent questions in class, but isn't afraid to speak up. You're pretty observant, Alex. Timing is everything. And I've got one I can read. She walked into the room accompanied by her devoted tiny white curly haired dog. Kathy had silverish hair streaked with blonde and dark streaks. A smallish woman. She greets people but says she can't really see them. Then you understand the white cane. Al Arco. Hi, good day, mate. I'm Chris, 12 years old from Australia, and I love reading lemon lime and herbs ice cream, and of course, koala bears. I love travel, and I've been to Singapore, the Philippines, and am headed to America soon, mates. I'm the featured character in four of Al Argo's Adventures of Chris books. Thank you, Very good. Thanks, Al. Welcome. Thank you, all Deanna, you may unmute. I am Shani Gamakwe, Quiet Water, daughter of Twilight Woman. I am a dreamer and a seeker. The earth is my home. Though I am often frightened, I refuse to allow that to limit where I go or what I do. And I am always open to meeting new people and making friends. Terrific. Thanks, Deanna. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today on Writing Works Wonders. Kathy and I are thrilled to spend time with you. A tap on that button that says subscribe so you will not miss our show. You can also tap on the link for writingworkswonders.com. It'll take you directly to all the show notes and information that we shared today. Then you can sign up to receive the Zoom link so that you can be live with us when we are recording. You can also contact us at info at writingworkswonders.com. 
Our phone number is 347-467-0221. We also have a donate button. All donations go to technical expenses that Kathy and I incur in order to keep this podcast going. Kathy and I want you to feel encouraged and inspired and know the wonder in writing. And until next time, our friends, keep on writing. The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service, nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.